1: Halftime, brought to you by Hearth Cigars and Pipes Lounge. Just off 680 and 48th Street, next to Cubbies, it's Hearth Cigars and Pipes Lounge.
0: Uh, Chris in the Equitable Bank inbox says if Nebraska moved to the Missouri Valley, we might finally be able to win more than four football games per year, so that's a (laughs) plus.
1: It's coming, folks. Nebraska will be in a bowl game this year. I'm in that mindset. Uh, look at, look at, I agree. I, I said I'm it. in that mindset. I, I
0: said it. It's uh, March 2nd. Nebraska will be in a football, in a bowl game this year. Yeah, that's madness. They're not, they're, the, the culture is not is as bad shape as it appeared. They will be in a bowl game. I'm with year. you. They'll be in a bowl game this year. Yeah. No, 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 I might be the first to say that. They'll be in a bowl game this year. The I'll, goal at put, home. Put it on the board. They'll be in a yeah. bowl game this year. They might be 6-6, six and six, which, is, hmm. which is perfectly fine. Put it on the board. Nebraska football will be in a bowl game this year. We will. The goal at home is to make two bowl trips next year, and we fully plan on doing that. Um, six and six is more than fine. Absolutely. I mean, for God's sake, there were so many bad teams that were playing in bowl games that were bowl eligible last year. And and, and as bad as Nebraska's season was, i only two uh wins away from being in a bowl game. Mm-hmm. You you're telling me you can't find a way to win six games. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think. It is as bad as I thought it was. We'll keep talking about the fabric, um, and I think day to day, leading to Saturday, they will be in a better position to find two more wins on a schedule. Of okay, we're not going to have those just mind-boggling losses. Now I expect it to be a, a choppy year, but again, you got to. Go, I got to do six football games. Six football games would be a huge step. Nebraska football they'll be in a bowl game next year you could take three right off the bat yeah. from last year and say flip them and the wins I don't want to I want to do that because winning is hard
1: yeah but
0: they are they will have better tools to find a way to win mm-hmm. at least six football games next year I, I truly believe that and and in the last month I've been convinced of that the way they are operating and they will probably will probably be players on this roster that will surprise us. That you go, wow! Where have you been? Yes, mm-hmm. and just by a different voice, or just they've been given a new life, essentially, in a football life. They will respond in uh, in, in kind. But mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's gonna, it'll be a choppy year. A choppy year, but
1: they'll 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 be in a
0: bowl game. Uh, That's next how it's de- supposed to December. be.
1: I look forward to Nash Hutmacher just tearing it up. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's one of those names I think a lot of people are wondering. Come on,
0: but well, I mean, there'll be some guys that probably will play, but they won't play as much as maybe they played last year. Mm-hmm. It's all about competition, which which will go a ways. I mean, there's a from day one they've had nothing but competition. I mean, everything they do seems to be competition. Everything they do on their staff seems to be about competition and getting better.
1: Yeah, but and that's I know we've talked about it so many times. This spring is extremely fascinating from that standpoint alone. As much as, and I know some people don't even get into spring, and that's fine. I know some people don't even care about the spring game. That's fine. But this one, when you look at the scholarship number right now, when you look at the competition, you have the next wave of college football's free agency transfer portal window. Like this is going to be a a very dare I say intense. Spring practice. I mean, Trev already said it's gonna be more physical game last night. He said, as far as the spring game, but well, that, the practice, that, the competitions, that's gonna be great. That's a
0: direct result of of the fan base, which was like I paid to watch this crap that I saw last spring game. I, I don't. That was not a. I know people took it as a, as, a, as a slight at Frost. It is more last year's spring game made so many people mad mm-hmm. that reached out to the athletic department to say what was this garbage? Yeah. And Trev as a football guy, was uncomfortable with the game was a farce. Mm -hmm. And so that's a little bit of the discussion of, and, and I, it wasn't really, it wasn't Trev saying to Matt, Hey, this is what I want the spring game to be. It was more Matt saying, no, no, what's your philosophy on the spring game? He's like, we're going to play it like a normal game in front of 90,000 people. We're not going to, you know, make it a joke. We want it to be a true thing. And especially this year where, you know, you'd like to see guys in that, that setting. Mm -hmm. So I, I know it came across maybe as a pshht to last year. It was more of people were not happy at all. Yeah. But they and even if you paid ten bucks, you paid twenty bucks. Whatever you got was not sufficient. And 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 a football guy that back you know in spring football has changed the importance of it. Back when he was playing, that game was completely different, and it'll never be like that again, like we have now. But can't be what it was last year. Right. Yeah. They they got besieged by people that were pissed that that game was just kind of, uh, it was basically flag football. Mm-hmm. and so
1: and, The thud and, period and wasn't, I, wasn't whether, a success. And whether
0: the, the, the previous staff or this new staff was going to be here, uh, that was not going to happen uh, again. All right, SIP's coming up uh, here in a little bit. We've been uh, talking, if you missed our opening, uh, I was a big fan of what Georgetown did last night. <laughs> Embarrassing, it was god-awful.
1: You're having your airing of grievances with the Kansas uniforms yesterday. That Georgetown take was even better.
0: See, I don't think it was an airing of grievances. I think it was just plain fact that Georgetown basketball last night stole people's time and money by showing up in Omaha and not wanting to compete. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing a team like Creighton that is like, here we go, and they smack you in the mouth, and you're like, <laughs> you deserve all the scrutiny. And I may mean, I feel bad for the kids. And on the, they got a dead man walking as their head coach. Yeah. Uh, that that was that was horrible, absolutely horrible last night. But I believe that the caretakers of Georgetown basketball will make it right, and you can do that in basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay, in in the Power Five, it just takes a couple of players yep. to flip it. Look at Maryland. Last year we thought Maryland. Ooh. Okay, Maryland's a twenty win team. They're in the NCAA tournament. Is Georgetown going to go from a seven win to twenty? Probably not you know, maybe there's the right coach that's out there that could do that, but they're going to be much improved, which is all part of the Big East landscape where the Georgetown's and your major markets, Chicago, New York City, and D.C. are at the bottom, Mm -hmm. okay? Georgetown is bad. DePaul is bad. Bob writes into the Equitable Bank inbox, since you're talking about basketball conference membership, can Val Ackerman do something to make DePaul, Georgetown, and St. John step up their program and bring in better coaches? If the Big East is the Dundee of basketball conferences, those above schools are the houses in the neighborhood with hideous paint jobs, cars on the blocks, and trampolines in the front yard, rusted out, leaking above-ground pools in the backyard that have killed all the grass. That is Bravo. That's poetry. Bravo. It really hurts to have a basketball conference when every season there are three or four teams who are just giving out conference wins to the five or six teams who are competitive. No, there's a vet. hey. You, That's pretty good. You don't you don't Can think, we just give him the Oscars? You you don't think in the Big Ten office, which has, you know, they've been sold a little bit of bill of goods on Nebraska joining the Big Ten and Nebraska not holding up their end of the bargain when it mm-hmm. comes to football, even though they generate money, yeah. they get eyeballs, give you everything else, but they're not playing in Indianapolis outside of one year. I don't think people in Chicago, looking at what had gone on the five years here, weren't like Okay. I'm sure they did the same thing when Frost got hired. They're like, oh, geez. All right, now Nebraska football is going to be relevant. Mm-hmm. They probably probably looked at it the same way. I can imagine in the Big East, because the Big, the big East is all about men's basketball. Sorry, Ed Service. That's true. He knows you, that. You, you busted in baseball, but they let you know, and they let every athletic director know, we are men's basketball. Please put that in your budget. Spend money. Men's basketball is the end-all be-all. Is the conference probably does have, hey, we we got this story in Omaha. We got Cincinnati. Xavier got it right. Hey, Sean Miller, whether you know he makes your skin crawl or not, what they've been able to do without Fremantle, mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. And he's back. You know, UConn has been what UConn, we thought UConn would be. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Marquette. Marquette, for the first time in over a decade, they win the Big East outright. Okay, so you're talking about Milwaukee, you're talking about Cincinnati, you're talking about Omaha. I mean, good media markets, but your three largest markets struggling. And you think, okay, Indianapolis, Thad Mata, everybody goes to get right against Butler. Butler in the past has been okay. They went the downturn of Lavelle Jordan to Thad Mata, but we, we trust Barry Collier, he'll get it right. If the Biggies can get, and, and and the jury's still out on Tony Stubblefield in Chicago. and you know, I there's... There's times you watch DePaul and go, mm. mm-hmm. and then you watch them last night when they're down 29 to 2 and go, oh my Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I'm leaving out, uh, leaving out Philadelphia, but Villanova finally got healthy, and mm-hmm. Kyle Neptune they're, has a nice little culture. They're a factor there. now. So I think there's probably some very curious interest from the Big East office on what St. John's and Georgetown will do to f- fix their woes. It does sound like Mike Anderson's going to be back. We know Patrick Ewing will not be back. But yeah, I think any commissioner loves their top teams, but loves depth. Mm -hmm. You don't think Greg Sankey, he loves that they are kind of top-heavy in football, and two teams basically carry the the other 12. But he probably gets a little giddy when the Vanderbilts and the Kentuckys in the sport of football actually have some success.
1: Yeah, and... The that's why the the Georgetown hire is going to be huge. I mean, it, it it's not just for Georgetown's basketball program and what their presence will be going forward. But that's great for the brand. It's it's the presence in the Big East because when you think about the original Big East and you think about Georgetown and you think about those other programs in the New York media market, if you look at those and you're thinking, okay, now what's your move? And look, Seton Hall might have got their guy, but you know St. John's. You need those programs to be more consistent, and and I do wonder how much pressure that that will kind of put on some of those other schools, depending on who Georgetown ends up getting. But I, I the <laughs> the Dundee that wow that what a what a great what a great analogy there. That's one on of the, the best East. ones since that's well, fantastic I mean, since I've been here. But yeah, I mean, I, I it's it's a huge hire, not just for Georgetown but for the Big East uh, on who it will be. And you're right when you think of the sport of basketball. I think it's a lot more realistic for a, let's say, a seven-win college basketball team to get closer to 20 than it would be maybe a two-win college football team to get to to seven wins the following year. I mean,
0: the Big East is every year probably going to be good enough to get five to six teams in. You don't think they'd be Jones and if they got nine in and basically two teams were left at home? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. if you, are, if you identify yourself as an all, oh, I'm a men's basketball conference, everybody else you're going to benefit, just trust us, you're, you're wanting all of, all of your mm-hmm. teams to be highly competitive and that you can put nine teams in the NCAA right. tournament. I mean, that's what, ba- that's what the next commissioner of the Big Ten is, okay, we know we have football, but let's look at men's basketball. Could we get nine to ten in every year? and there would only be four there would be sitting at home and maybe two of them go to the NIT so we right. have we have two programs that are at the bottom but they don't weigh down the whole conference. Right. But You're... the good thing about the Big East is Georgetown being poor, St. John's being poor has not brought down the league. It hasn't. It has elevated the folks in Cincinnati and Milwaukee and Omaha mm-hmm. that are at the top of the league. So it's it's the balance but I'm sure that the the Big East has a vested interest in, hey, what are you going to do at Georgetown? Mm-hmm. Just don't be stealing that guy from Providence who has turned <laughs> Providence into yeah. a national uh, power.
1: Bring somebody else in. Yeah.
0: Uh, Jake says, they haven't had a lot of coaching changes, so not a lot of hiring history, but can Georgetown stay out of their own way and hire outside of the Georgetown tree? I think they will. Fair question. I think they will. And they have to. And this is where I mean, we they, can... went, they went, you know, Big John to JT3 to Patrick. But, yeah.
1: And this is where I can kind of, you know, kind of bring it back to Nebraska. And and I don't know what the, the hunger is for Georgetown basketball fans and, and how they interact or communicate their frustration with the product on the court. But what I do know is when you had Scott Frost kind of struggling early in his time at Nebraska, and and you know this as well as I do, Sharpie, the, it, there was, there's always going to be a section of fans that like, well, you we just got to bring a guy in who knows Nebraska. You got to br- bring in a Nebraska guy. He, the guy gets it. When you watch Scott Frost fail, and by the time that that thing ended, there was very little anyone could say as far as, well, didn't get enough time. I think everybody just kind of conceded, yeah, this this isn't working. That's when you sort of open, I think, a lot more fans. And I know it's not about what the fans think, but you open a lot more of your fan base to the idea of probably would be a good thing to get fresh perspective outside of this program. Someone who has... Very good insight on college football that has a good track record in college football but has nothing to do with the Nebraska football program. I feel like Georgetown in a similar situation has now seen the the Georgetown guy. And you've seen how that's looked now, especially with Patrick Ewing, where I think you have to be open. In fact, not even open, but maybe you are more strongly encouraging Mr. Outside Hire.
0: All right, Steve Simple's coming up in uh, just a bit. So, Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 of The Zone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.